deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host Justin West and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. J to the D. Well man, we're really digging deep for this. What's going on? (laughs) How we doing buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, seeing a lot of calls that I uh, do disagree with or a lot of no calls that I disagree with in this game tonight. Let me tell you. Yeah. Both, both sides of the fence, so they're being even, but good Lord. Uh, Philly, Philly, they couldn't guard a paper sack at this point, so uh, the the refs, you just got to let them get away with punching receivers in the face without looking for the ball, I guess. Yeah, they're doing it on the other side, though, too. What's his face? King is uh, giving Jeffrey hugs on every play. So, but hey, it's Thursday night. We're here to break down Week Four of the 2019 NFL season, and we're rooting for the Packers to lose. Yeah, definitely want to see that happen. Um, as long as the correct guys score lots of points, so that uh, I win some showdown money. That's that's goal number one. <laughs> There you go, there you go. Well, um, last week was interesting, but before we get to that, are we enjoying anything to uh, help us with our words this evening? I don't know if help me with my words is a good choice, but uh, we are drinking some Jim Beam Red Stag. I'm hopping in my Wayback Machine here and kicking it old school. Uh, there you go. Uh, I myself uh, went uh, went local again and uh, got me a windmill brewing uh, double pale ale, double dry hop, double pale ale called. I don't know if I can get this out. Top crop and drop it. So that. Uh, Top, crop, and drop it. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Real tasty. Sounds uh, interesting. I'm thankful that you didn't try to like wrap that name repeatedly. <laughs> well, I'm just happy that I was able to get it out without fumbling through it because I've tried to say it here about three times before we recorded, and I didn't get it right once. So. <laughs> Uh, man, I don't have Jimmy Graham in any lineups. That's the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, me neither. So, but hey, um, how'd you do last week, buddy? Um, not good. <laughs> I uh, I cashed in one of uh, I think like five or six contests, and I it, 
so I lost about 80% of what I entered uh, as far as fees. So I, I didn't do too great. Uh, I should have listened to my own advice last week on a number of players, and I probably would have been better off. Uh, <laughs> I, I did some last-minute uh, tinkering, if you will, and it it probably cost me uh, quite a bit of money. My season-long went pretty good, though, so I'll, I'll take my wins where I can get them. What about you? <sighs> yeah, it was brutal. Um, I was in that dreaded, like, 50th percentile just about in all my double ups and i only won 12 out of 30 head-to-heads so the ri was not very good this past week wasn't wasn't as bad as week two but uh unfortunately i could not see my way um onto kyle allen and keenan allen and that was the that was the cheat code to get where you wanted to get this weekend in cash. Yeah, man, so you got to ride that Callan train. I uh, well, I had to, I had to work this weekend, and I I was on little to no sleep. I should have probably dialed things back a little bit, but you know me. <laughs> I Jeez. do know you. <laughs> I keep taking the big shots. So, well, and um, it's easy when when you're looking at your lineups. Uh, no matter what you're doing, a lot of the times you're looking at it and you can uh, rationalize your way through your lineup into thinking that you're good to go. Or, and uh, a lot of times that's what puts you into more contests. At least for myself, a lot of times I say, okay, I'm only playing this set amount of contests, or this is you know how much I'm going to enter. And then uh, once I build my lineups, I go, nah, I'm pretty confident. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a couple more to this, and then uh, that's when it really bites you in the butt. Yeah, no, I played about my same volume. It's just that when when I'm uh, going on like three hours of sleep uh, each day, it probably wasn't good for my thought process. I I got myself locked into wanting to play Zeke real early in the week, and he just hasn't been paying off his value. And and that that that's that's kind of been uh, hurting. I was right on McCaffrey, you know. Ek, you know, I I jammed in uh, all those high priced running backs with Eckler too, and Eckler didn't quite get get what I needed him. He didn't have a bad week, just didn't get where where I needed him to get. And uh, you know, it it's uh, I mean. Look, I, I I was on Aguilar as everybody else was. He was he was there. He did what he needed to. Philip Dorsett did what he needed to. My low price guys did well. Uh, I should have been able to find my way off of Mark Andrews though. The guy was coming in with an injury, and uh, I don't want to take those kind of chances with uh, my cash lineups anymore. So that's that's what I'm going to try to take out of out of this past week so and that's the important part is uh, figuring out where you went wrong adjusting your process and and moving forward and as we get more weeks under our belt and the more information we get the the uh, more informed decisions we can make so moving on right moving on but in good news i did win my uh season-long matchups so uh, Feeling pretty good about those teams. 
That's good. That's good news. So, well, why don't we go ahead and jump into week four here? That's, well, that's, uh, hold on, jumpy pants. Oh, what do you want to? What do you want to? We got to do our bad calls. Let's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's let's check those bad calls. Let's go to the scoreboard. This is about the only thing I win anymore. Yeah, I hear you. So uh, last week your uh, bad call was Devin Smith, mm-hmm. and you were right. You were right. That was a bad call. I would, <laughs> I would have to agree with you. Nice, nice. Uh, and I said, and this wasn't really out on too much of a branch. I was on a very solid tree. Uh, that McCall Hardman was going to be a good play, so I stepped it up and said he would actually outscore Demarcus Robinson, which really only makes that tree a little skinnier. But uh, McCall Hardman did end up outscoring Demarcus Robinson by five points. So two for two here. <laughs> I'm not nice. counting week one. <laughs> oh, not counting week one. <laughs> Very convenient for you. Yeah, I, I mean, my my other bad calls. You know, I, I suggested Calvin Ridley last week, who was going against a team that he should have just lit up, and he gets one point six. Jared Cook should have had a lot of targets. He goes for one point seven. Matthew Stafford twelve point one four. Nothing. Uh, the only one I got right was Philip Lindsay uh, going up against a Green Bay defense who uh, continued to struggle against or. I shouldn't say necessarily struggle against, but are giving up lots of fantasy points to uh, running backs, uh, as you can see in this game going on tonight. But uh, Philip Lindsay goes for 29 last week. So I'm, I'm leaning towards starting to play running backs against Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely some, uh, some decent performances. Jordan Howard got in the end zone on a pass, no less. I know that that's gonna grind your gears a little bit, <laughs> but oh, uh, you mean giving up a Pro Bowl running back? Yeah, that still <laughs> that still bothers me. Uh, Miles, if, Sanders, if only we had a run game in Chicago right now. Miles Sanders, you know, he's looking looking pretty decent tonight. So um, I, I I like it. Um, but yeah, Devin Smith. You know what? It it wasn't exactly going out on a limb. He was real low priced, so. The guy didn't make or break your week, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, you know, we make bad call, a weekly bad call. We see what happens. and when, when I, I'm going to take my wins where I can get them. When you're as big as I am, you need to step out on some sturdy limbs. So, <laughs> Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Now can we get into it? I, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good this week. I th- I think something's gonna break my way. Hey, uh, I wouldn't mind if like that Millie Maker breaks your way or something. That's yeah. That's I'd have to, I'd have to play it. I haven't played it once this year. Maybe uh-huh. that's what I maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to jump in the Millie Maker. And... I mean, if you even if you play a play action, you win a play action. That's a hundred grand. That's nothing to scoff at. Oh, I I know I know so. Hell, I'll take a hundred. I don't even. I'm <laughs> yeah. not a whole lot of greed going on here. <clears throat> the uh, like a great win would be like a five x on the week or something. That that would be that would be great to build off of. But yeah, that'd be good. So anyway, 
Let's get into this shiznit. Week four of the NFL. Uh, you uh, you got a quarterback you like here. Yeah, I was I was real torn, uh, as you know, and when we were going over our our pre-show notes, that uh, I was torn between two, and it was down between Daniel Jones and Case Keenum, uh, just from a value standpoint, is where I was looking, and I'm I'm going to lean towards Daniel Jones this week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, here's the deal: he's going up against a Redskins team. Uh, that is giving up the fifth most points to draftings points to quarterbacks, and uh, he just he just got lit up. I don't know, lit up. Washington just gave up some points to a quarterback that I don't think is that good on Monday night, and uh, no. I, <laughs> uh, like Daniel Jones, there's something special about this kid, and they're gonna miss Saquon. Uh, but I think they're going to uh, open it up and let Daniel Jones go. And uh, for the price that we're looking at here, uh, I mean, what's he going off for? Uh, 5300 I mean, uh, I've got him that if, if you take a very low information standpoint on this, uh, he really only needs 24 touches to reach a 4X value. Okay, so if you if he comes in at four X, that's twenty one points out of your QB, uh, and right. I suspect I mean, that he's going to get twenty four touches. Sure, it's based off of one game's. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, exactly. Nice, so. it, but um, it, it was off of one a team that actually doesn't do too bad against the uh, the pass up until last week. Well, I do I do like his prospects. That he's got some legs. He's uh, not afraid to get out there. Um, it's probably why i should have been on kyle allen last week you know but uh you know so maybe spending down at the quarterback positions uh a good idea uh washington does stink and this this game's coming in with a 49 over under and the giants have an implied total of 25.75 so uh i don't suspect they're gonna get a lot of it through the ground um, I, I, well, I mean, that's the other thing. Where, where's this team going to run through now? You had to believe that it was going to be Saquon, and he's not there. So they, they've got to put it on their quarterback shoulders. Yeah, but still a rookie. So uh, I, I, I like the uh, the choice over uh, Keenum if uh, simply for the fact that Keenum's coming in a little banged up. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I was actually going to mention that if if Keenum doesn't play, I don't mind a dart throw at Haskins in a GPP flyer. Yeah, we'll see. I think Keenum is going to play. I don't. I think Gruden's too afraid to uh, unleash that Haskins uh, play just yet. Well, yeah, because if you play him, likely you're playing him the rest of the year. Yeah. Jordan Howard running people over. Mm, yeah, look at that. Good job, Bears. Hey, why is he allowed to have a a dark face mask when Antonio Brown couldn't have that? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because he's not. Never mind. I'm not even gonna. Uh, yeah. uh, moving on. 
<laughs> whatever. It's a uh, maybe because I uh, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. This. Yep. Side side note. Not not uh, not needed here. <laughs> this is this is a good spot to edit. Moving on. Anyway, um, let's uh, and touchdown for Jordan Howard, number two on the night. I'm not winning any money. Bear-dachic. Oh, wait. That's right. <laughs> so my quarterback this week is Russell Wilson. And I'll tell you what. It feels like another spot, which I was going to say about Daniel Jones, of chasing the points. <laughs> Russell Wilson came off of uh, a big week last week uh, and got – the garbagey of all garbage time touchdowns at the end of that game uh, to boost his total. But that being said, I, I think this is a good place to chase the points. Um, let me let me tell you the little bit of a negative about uh, Wilson first. Uh, his home road splits um, are, are are you know not. Not good. He doesn't do as well on the road as he does at home. And uh, he doesn't tend to have the production as a favorite um, as, that he does uh, as a, as an underdog, actually. But uh, this this game's coming in at a, over under a 48, and Seattle's got a implied team total of 26.5. The Seattle running game, to me, just is not, it's not clicking. They're not getting there. You got uh, Chris Carson can't hang on to the ball. I, I won't be surprised to see Rashad Penny be their starting running back within the next week or two. Um, but, you know, beyond that, uh, Russell Wilson has thrown 85 passes over the last two weeks. Um, his his slot guys, basically, um, Tyler Lockett has a great matchup against Arizona. They're terrible against slot receivers. And that team still doesn't have Patrick Peterson. Arizona's been given up. Uh, they've given up the third most DraftKings points to quarterbacks at uh, 30.33 per game. And to cherry pick a little bit of your hard work, um, the uh, Russell Wilson to achieve... 5x value would need 43 touches. And you might say, eh, that's quite a bit. But in a game against Arizona, who likes to play the fastest pace in the league, that's certainly possible. Um, 80, 85 plays in a game, uh, certainly within the realm of possibilities. So I think this is a good spot for Wilson. Yeah, you just mentioned that the five uh, x value he would need about forty three touches. He averages forty touches a game, as it is, uh, and even if he only has thirty four touches, uh, that puts him at four x value. Which at that point in time, if you're looking at uh, twenty four and a half points, that's not uh, anything to slouch at uh, either. So, uh, I would definitely take that play. Cool, cool. Well, why don't we go ahead and move on to running back? All right. 
this week I am looking at uh, Marlon Mack. Um, this is a guy, he is a do-it-all back. He's going up against a uh, Oakland Raiders team that is giving up uh, roughly uh, just under 25 DraftKings points per game. Uh, Mac averages right now uh, just under 18 points a game, and I, I think this is one of those type of games where he can get to uh, get to a uh, a 20 plus a 20 plus point total. Um, he's averaging 21 touches a game. Uh, if he gets 22 touches, he he'll return a 3x value, which puts you in that uh, 18 plus. So. Uh, I like the matchup. I like uh, the usage as long as he stays healthy in this game, especially if T.Y. doesn't play or can't go full. Uh, I think they're going to have to rely on him a little bit more. Uh, and so I think you get a good quality running back at a what I would consider a discounted price of 6100 Yeah, he's almost into that bell cow type role. Uh, as we were... Speaking about before the show, I I gave my opinions on John Gruden as a football coach in the NFL, and um, in case you were wondering, I think he sucks. So, <laughs> and those weren't those weren't the Cliff Note versions. That's literally what he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marlon Mack, uh, guy guy can run, guy can catch. He's he's definitely stepping up his game. Uh, Fantasy Labs right now only has him uh, projected as a uh, five to eight percent ownership in the GPPs, uh, and uh, he's got a got a pretty reasonable floor ceiling combination. So I, I like that that play. Um, I'm not sure I get to him in a cash game, but um, but you, you got very limited option or you know opportunities and when you like me i only play one cash lineup across uh all my head-to-heads double ups and even small uh league lineups i usually just throw that one in there as well um so i'm not gonna have a huge player pool when that comes comes to light but um i i do i do like mac um, my running back, it's, it's very hard for me not to just keep picking Christian McCaffrey cause I got a, a bit of a man crush on the guy, but I don't want to bore you guys every week. So I've decided to pick somebody else and my guy this week is Austin Eckler. Uh, I think this might be, um, the last chance in his uh, lead back role, and unless uh, Melly Gordon gets hurt early, you know, in his comeback attempt, but uh, we don't want to talk about that. The uh, over under for this game, uh, Chargers game at Miami, is forty three and a half, and the Chargers are whopping implied team total of twenty nine point two five. Let's face it, a pretty good strategy this year is play all the guys against Miami. Uh, Chargers are the fifth best uh, 
in the NFL uh, at 5.2 yards per running back rush attempt. Um, Miami is giving up 37.2 DraftKings points per game to the running back position. Uh, per Football Outsiders, they're 31st uh, in run DVOA. And Miami has allowed 20 explosive runs in three games. You might be able to play both Eckler and Justin Jackson this week. Uh, it just is is the dream spot for these guys, and Eckler does it all. He's running, catching. Um, I I just I want to take this opportunity to play him um, while his uh, while his role is is as the lead back. So. Uh, yeah, there. So there's a couple of spots where you could have stopped um, when you said they were playing Miami. Um, then when you said they were playing Miami, and then there was the other time when you said they were playing Miami. Those are all really good points for why you should play Austin Eckler this <laughs> week. Um, look, the guy averages 19 touches a game, and he, he's at one and a half DraftKings points per touch. Okay. In order for this guy to hit 3x value in this game, he needs 16 touches. And that's not even taking into account the defense they're playing. So we're just looking at it from a, a pure numbers, know who they're playing. I think if you if you throw that, who are they playing in there, that changes to like he needs 10 touches just to hit that 3x. 3x is 24 points. If you can get 24 points and 10 touches, you're good to go. I don't disagree that playing Justin Jackson uh, in like a GPP situation is a terrible call either. He has the potential to uh, pull off what uh, Tony Pollard did last week too. So I, I really think, uh, yeah, you can play Eckler uh, in one lineup and come back in another one and do, and do Jackson in the other. Yeah, for sure. So um, might be the boring play. I think he's probably going to be pretty – highly owned um he's projected at a 17 to 20 percent ownership rate um so but sometimes you got to eat the chalk yeah look if you avoid the chalk at all times you're gonna lose you have to play it at times you just have to i think in cash you know you're best off if you just roll the chalk out because the chalk tends to be what the best plays should be. And if you're always playing an optimal lineup, not everybody is going to do that. So, um, yeah, that's especially for cash. You can't do that in GPPs. It's not going to, not going to win you the money, but exactly. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and, Scoot on down to the wide receiver position. All right. Uh, speaking of not playing the chalk, uh, I'm going to go with a guy that uh, he's going to get real close to having to be chalk is this uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, receiver for Washington, coming in at uh, 4,500. Uh, this guy's come out and really uh, impressed me with how he's playing. Uh, he averages right now uh, through three games. Uh, 20.9 points, drafting points per game. Uh, and that's uh, five touches per game. So that, that's basically four drafting points for every time he touches the ball. Uh, and uh, for a receiver at 4,500, 
yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, if he gets five, if he gets five touches, he should be right at uh, 20 points. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that at all. Uh, going up against a Giants team that uh, is giving up 56.4 DraftKings points to receivers per game. So the the points are there, and uh, really from a receiver standpoint, Washington doesn't have anybody else. Keenum is starting to trust him, and if Keenum doesn't play and it's Haskins, you already know that there's that connection there. The uh, shower narrative. Yeah, yeah to, st- to steal one from the boys over at the DK Edge. Um, yeah, I, I just think this guy has uh, the potential to be <clears throat> a low-end wide receiver one, high-end two, uh, but he's priced it like a, you know, receiver three four. But yeah. I don't know how you don't play him this week. Yeah, he's got he's got that Monday night discount. You know, he he proved his worth on Monday night, and uh, you know the pricing was already released. So probably would have seen him come in at about a thousand to twelve hundred uh, higher. I would guess. Yeah. And that was against a tough Bears defense. Oh, for sure, for sure. That the, the Giants don't have. Uh, one thing, I, what's the what's the uh, over under on this one? The over under on this game is uh, the same as when I said it earlier. <laughs> I've been drinking Red Stag. I don't remember what you said ten minutes ago. <laughs> it's forty nine, um, and the the implied team total for the for the skins is twenty three point two five. Okay, he's, yeah, I'm still good playing this guy. I don't know how you don't plug him in. Yeah, no, he's their lead receiver. Uh, one thing you might want to watch is uh, the he he does have a, a questionable tag on him right now, so um, you're gonna want. So does everybody else in the NFL? Yeah, but you know you you really gonna want to make sure you you can uh, he's gonna play, um, and I I think. I think he's a, he's not a bad play. Um, he's just – I don't know what it is about him this week. I, you know, he's had three good weeks in a row trying to figure out if I think they can – if he can, you know, in, in do for a letdown maybe. But um, that's just a, a gut feeling. It's got nothing to do with statistical analysis. Hey, sometimes you gotta, you know, just go with your gut. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, this guy—he's got 24 targets through the first three games. So, I mean, he's averaging eight targets a game. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you're not gonna find many uh, players at uh, at a $4,500 price tag that's that are gonna get that kind of volume consistently. So, he's definitely a guy we're gonna keep our eye on. Nah, for, who, who you got? For me, he's telling me this guy that has let me down every time I've tried to play him. Exactly, and um, I know that you are a big fan of Josh Hermsmeyer and the uh, air yards uh, data yeah, that he. That guy does good there. work. If you're not following him on Twitter, I suggest you check it out. Uh, so uh, Kenny Galladay for Detroit um, going at home against Kansas City Chiefs in a game. That's got uh, an insane total. All of these Kansas City games have big, big totals. Uh, Fifty-four and a half over/under on that, and uh, Detroit as the underdog has 
implied team total of 24. Uh, they're, they're, they are the home team. Uh, even though the Lions were purported to be a run-heavy team this year coming into the season, they haven't really done that. Matthew Stafford has been super efficient. Uh, unfortunately, Kenny Galladay is still experiencing some of that bad luck that he had last year uh, from touchdown perspective. And he's due. I mean, he's sixth in the league in air yards uh, at 373 uh, through three games. He's got a 25% target share. Uh, and this game, I think, could could turn into a little bit of a a little bit of a shootout. Um, he's getting nine targets a game, and uh, you know Detroit's going to need to keep firing away to to try to keep pace with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, it, that's the big one for me is that they're going they're going to be playing the Chiefs, and the, their secondary isn't great. They don't have a great pass rush. Uh, so it should give them a little bit of time. Uh, and we've seen this over the course of history with Stafford and the Lions that uh, when Stafford feeds his monster receiver, they do really well. When they don't feed him, they tend to not do very well. So it, we saw it with uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, a.k.a. Megatron, and now you're seeing it with Kenny Galladay, a.k.a. Babytron. Use him in this game, hopefully. Uh, I say that partially because I've got him in one of my season longs. Um, uh, but uh, they're going to have to use him if they're going to stay in this game at all. And here's another guy that at 5,900, uh, nine targets a game, you know, for a potential, you know, a guy that's got top 10 receiver ability. This is an easy plug and play for me too. And what does your data tell us? He needs 8.86 touches to get uh, to five times value. Yeah, it's touches. It's it's not targets. The, the I, I, problem. I, I get that, but I I think that the volume is going to be heavy this week. So. I, I'm hoping so. The I mean, he averages uh, four touches a game, which just is not acceptable <laughs> for your number one receiver. Uh, you know, he needs to he needs to beat that just to get to three x value based on uh, you know what little information we have and how this is breaking down, but. Uh, I suspect that he, like you said, he should be in that six to seven catch range this week at a minimum. Yeah, I, I, I think, like I said, if uh, I, I haven't seen the the buy low model this week, but um, I'm pretty confident that Galladay would be one of the one of the highest values in that by low model based on just based on looking at the air yards data. So let's go ahead and see if this crap hole of a tight end field, if we can make any heads or tails out of it, because I tell you what, Thus far this this year, I have not had much luck. Well, you know, I kept trying to play the uh, TJ Hawkinson one, and I won't go anywhere near him this week. So uh, throw him in your lineup because he's probably going to do pretty good. 
um, for the same reason we just talked about with Galladay that, um, you know, you're going to have to pass that ball a lot. <laughs> uh, the, the spot I'm going this week, uh, I'm looking at Austin Hooper uh, coming in at 4,300 going up against the Tennessee Titans who currently are giving up, I believe, the uh, they're giving up 13.6 points per game to tight end. Uh, Austin Hooper is averaging 16 points a game. And th- here's the one for me that from a from a touch standpoint, he's getting six touches a game. Uh, so they're starting to use him a little bit more. Uh, for a Tennessee team that's going to have to pay attention to the likes of Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, I'm hoping that opens up a little bit for Austin Hooper uh, at uh, just under three points, three drafting points per touch. Uh, this guy needs six touches to hit 4x. So if he's if he stays with what his average touches are per game, he'll return uh, you know roughly four times his value. That gives you uh, a 16 to 17 point total out of your tight end. Yeah, I'll take that. Austin Hooper is the top tight end in my fantasy labs model this week. Uh, he's he's got uh, real real nice uh, usage at that forty three hundred price. Uh, winning um, none of the tight ends really have been going off this this year so far. It, it's it's kind of hard to to pay up. Um, so, uh, getting in at that $4,300 price range seems like a good idea. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, averaging seven targets a game and I mean, seven targets for 4,300. I'll take it. Sweet. Well, um, I'm going to talk about a guy here who, um, goes right along with my quarterback play, and that is the the dismissal. Uh, Will Disley, tight end out of Seattle, thirty six hundred. Um, again, um, over under forty eight on the game, uh, twenty six point five uh, implied total. Uh, as I stated earlier, Arizona not good uh, against the slot type receivers. Is typically, where um, the uh, tight ends make their hay, and that kind of plays out because Arizona uh, thus far has given up the uh, tight end two, the tight end one, and the tight end two um, through three weeks. And uh, Disley at 3,600, part of that is his uh, opportunity uh, is is probably why he's priced so low. He's uh, only been running about 50% of the tight end routes for Seattle. However, the other 50% um, was was taken up by Nick Vanette, who this week Seattle has traded away to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, with that rapport that Disley seems to have been building with Russ, uh, even even if uh, 
he doesn't get all of that action uh, from that Vanette is vacating. Uh, I, I think at 3,600, going against Arizona, who has just decided not to guard tight ends this year, apparently, I think it was a good play. Yeah, so this is another one of those situations, kind of like what we were talking about um, when you were talking about Eckler. That uh, if had you let off with he's a tight end playing Arizona, that's usually good enough reason. Uh, just to put this in perspective, uh, from a drafting points per game standpoint, uh, your number two team gives up twenty points a game to tight end, and that's the Bucks, and that's just because they got torched by. Evan Ingram last week. Uh, then you've got the Dolphins at 18, the Chargers at 17, the Chiefs at 16. The Cardinals are giving up a whopping 31 points per game to the tight end position. Uh, that by itself should be enough to play a tight end. Uh, and he's coming in at, what, 3,600? So, <laughs> I mean, that that's a big one right there. The, the target volume for him is isn't for Disley isn't huge uh, but his his catch percentage is third amongst tight ends this year and he's catching an 85.7 percent of the balls thrown his way uh, and he's being hyper efficient with those touches uh, he's got three touchdowns on 12 targets or uh, sorry on 12 receptions so uh, doesn't need a ton of volume to perform this guy's just turning into a red zone machine for uh Wilson, I love the play. Love the play. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I think we've gotten to the point in the show where, um, by the way, we're agreeing far too much this year. No wonder I'm not winning any money. Well, it's not working for me either. So we're we're just both wrong. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I, my I've I've got into think brain with you. That's why I'm not doing good. That's because I started throwing numbers at you, and they all make sense. Oh God! Eventually, eventually, it's gonna pay off. I, I hope so. I hope so soon. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so I suppose we should make our um, another bad call of the week now. Let me get this straight. We're supposed to be making a good call, even though it's another bad call call of the week? So it, it's your uh, long shot call is what I'm our, – our sleeper play here of what we think uh, could really hit a home run. And then when it doesn't, it's just obviously an, another bad call. Okay. Um. Well, why don't you, you got somebody? Uh, I don't. Well, that this is making for great podcast <laughs> material. Yeah. And... I, I, can, I can give you uh, one, uh, maybe. Well, here's, here we want to tell you. This, uh, nobody's ever going to tell you this is a bad play. But it's going to be contrarian because of the price. Uh, when everybody wants to pay down a quarterback, I just want to pay off for Pat Mahomes. Um, the guy is a freaking stud. And uh, the he's like matchup proof 
at this point. You know, he the guy can put up 200 yards in a quarter, it seems like. And uh, he, he's putting up over 300 yards and three touchdowns every single game. That kind of floor is just, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> it's Pat Mahomes. How do you, how do you not? By the way, 99, 99 on Madden as of this week. So it took him long enough. Yeah, right. Uh, the the game is just moving so slow for that guy. It's so sickening to watch, um, mostly because he could be wearing the Bears uniform and instead of number ten. Uh, he may not have the same success because he wouldn't, or same success because he doesn't have the same weapons. But guy, he's so good. He's so good. He's, it makes me, it makes me cry. Um, here, I mentioned this earlier, um, and I will. My bad call uh, was kind of my alternate QB, and uh, I will say that Keenum has a really good week if he plays. If he does not play, I will say Haskins surprises a lot of people and comes in at 5x okay okay um the problem is that uh nobody's gonna play haskins <laughs> so I, don't even th- hey. I don't even think if he has a good day you're gonna get any credit for anything because he's gonna be 0.0 percent owned uh, whatever. If if they if they play him, I will have him in a lineup. Well, I'm saying, I guess maybe. Uh, okay, if he's named the starter ahead of the the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. If if it's Haskins, not not if Keenum starts and gets hurt in the first quarter. I'm saying if they decide that Keenum just is not good to go, that Haskins will play well enough to return five x. Yeah. I could keep throwing names out here. It's, it's just, it just wouldn't make for a long show. But uh, I'll tell you what, nobody is going to click on Tom Brady this week. And, you know, I, I know he's got a tough matchup, but why wouldn't you play Tom Brady? The guy just, he falls into dog shit and smells like roses. <laughs> That's a fun way to put it. Um <laughs> Yeah, so for all the Patriots' success, uh, Brady is averaging 25.48 DraftKings points per week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's your 4X. I'd be happy with that. From a quarterback, you know, in DraftKings, that's why the DraftKings points for quarterbacks is relatively flat, but... If you don't get 25 points out of your quarterback, you're probably not going to win much money. Well, yeah, here, here's the, the point of what I'm looking at. So you said Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson averages 29.7 points per game. Now, granted, he just had a, a monster game. Right. Uh, but the, the Patriots have played – the Steelers, who have struggled. I mean, they played them opening night and just... I mean, it's like the Steelers' defense didn't show up at all. They played Miami, 
So, you know, they don't really count for anything. Uh, and who did play last week? Who was the, the Jets? The Jets were the first, like, defense, defense maybe they faced. And now they're going up against a team that actually does have some some quality of their defense. This one will be an interesting week. I don't think playing Brady at 66 is the way to go. Well, that's why I'm saying as a contrarian play, people aren't going to play him. And there's no – nobody would be surprised if he does have a good game. Well, yeah, cause, I mean, you're never going to be surprised if he does have a good game. I just – That's what I'm saying. I'm a contrarian play. And, like, like, like I said, I could go on for hours talking about guys who could have, would have, should have, but – um, that that would be pretty boring. So, <laughs> more boring than what we are. Right on, right on. Um, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. And uh, JD, why don't you tell the folks how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, find me in those usual spots: uh, Instagram and Twitter. At JD West 22. Hit me up. Absolutely. And you can find me at Justin M. West on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, JMW1977. Find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Uh, email us, Another Bad Call at gmail.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.